Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525. Another Al Gatulo Craft Beer cast on AM 970 The Answer. Got a great show for you tonight. A craft beer guest that's going to be joining me later this hour to talk about lots of news that is going on in the beer world. But first, how can you follow me? Very easily on Twitter, at Al Gatulo, Instagram at Gatulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash A-G Craft Beer Cast, via email at Albert G at NYC Radio.com. And don't forget iTunes, Google Play. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You'll find the shows on those two platforms. Alexa Ready as well, radio.com, iHeartRadio. We're also on the Hopped Up Network. If you head over there Monday mornings before 6 a.m., usually sometime in the 5 o'clock hour I get it up there, you can hear the podcast version of this particular program. And there are a plethora of other beer-related podcasts that you can listen to uh, as well. And uh, Hopped Up Network does a great job of curating all of these play- these uh, podcasts, and you can listen to them all in one spot. Uh, coming up in 20 minutes, Justin Kendall from Brewbound. First time he'll be on the program. We used to have Chris Renari on the program a lot. Um, but Justin is now the lead, uh, one of the lead writers there for Brewbound. Um, he's going to join me. Obviously, there's a lot of uh, lots going on in the beer world, and I use Brewbound for a lot of uh, stuff for the latest in beer news. It's a great resource. You should check it out, brewbound.com. Uh, we're going to chat about a bunch of different things in 20 minutes. One of them happens to be something that I had missed about a week ago because I had already put the show in the can, and um, this was a big one. Anheuser-Busch paying a record $5 million in offering compromise for trade practice violations tied to sports and entertainment uh, sponsorships. And we'll get into this with Justin a little bit more in 20 minutes. But basically, they offered in compromise to the Tobacco Tax and Trade Bureau uh, $5 million to basically let all of their fines and stuff, essentially any, any such alleged violations that may have taken place throughout the United States through July 2nd of 2020. Uh, this resolves any of these, uh, these issues that they had. Uh, this is the largest offering compromise collected to date by the TTB. It tops a $2.5 million fine collected last year from Heineken USA for alleged trade practice violations. According to the TTB, the alleged violations of the Federal Alcohol Administration Act occurred between July of 2016 and December of 2018. They included entering into sponsorship agreements with various entities in the sports and entertainment industries, requiring concessionaires and other retailers to purchase AB's malt beverages and prohibiting them from purchasing specific competitor brands, inducing sports industry concessionaires to purchase AB's malt beverage by furnishing fixtures, equipment, and services, reimbursing through credit card swipes retailers for the cost of installing malt beverage draft dispensary systems, thereby inducing them to purchase AB, AB's malt beverages. This is a problem that has gone on in the industry for a long time. 
requiring retailers to purchase AB's malt beverages in return for such retailers' use of equipment. AB furnish them free of charge or below market value. Essentially, we'll give you the draft system. You put our product on. We'll cover the cost of it. That's against that's against the rules. You can't do that. Uh, but a lot of them, you know, uh, AB does it uh, or did it. Heineken has done it. A number of places have done it. When you see those brand-new draft systems in bars, most of the time the bar's not paying for it. Most of the time it's a big company like AB InBev or Heineken. Um, paying retailers purportedly for items such as consumer samplings when, in fact, the retailers did not receive the goods or services purportedly purchased and such payments were actually for AB product placement. They also use third parties, business entities, and payment services to provide money or things of value to retailers in exchange for placement of AB's malt beverages. Okay, so th- there's a lot of different things here that a- uh, AB InBev was alleged to have done. And so, essentially, they uh, levied this, uh, offered this $5 million up in compromise to make this all go away. Uh, we'll discuss this a little bit more with Justin uh, Kendall from Brewbound uh, a little bit later on in the program. Uh, this is something that is pervasive in the industry. It has to stop. Uh, how does it stop? I don't know. Um, I think it's it's going to be up to the individual uh, bars and whatever. And and what I what I mean by sports and entertainment sponsorships. So if you go to Yankee Stadium, Blue Point has a pinstripe pilsner. That's AB InBev. You go to uh, the Cubs. They have a Goose Island, uh, or is it the White Sox? I'm not sure which one. But uh, you know. Each beer that AB InBev owns, they've tried to get in. Like Carbach uh, was uh, with the Houston Astros. Uh, I think the Washington Nationals had um, Devil's Backbone beer in their stadium, and they were a big sponsor. They want you to buy those things. But they don't disclose. Part of it is they don't disclose that they're AB InBev. So that's the thing. So I know it, so I would avo- if, if I wanted to avoid drinking it because I don't want to support big beer, I would avoid drinking it. But for the, the layman... They don't know that maybe this particular beer is uh, being, you know, made by a big brewer, et cetera, et cetera. So, the, you know, disclosure is a great thing, folks. It would be great if if these people would be a little bit more transparent about it that, um, you know, the beer is being made by AB InBev. Uh, do I like Blue Point beer? Sure I do. Their toasted lager is fantastic. Um, but I do think there should be freedom of choice. There should be other breweries that are in uh, stadiums. And I could get into a long dissertation about this, but I won't. We'll talk to Justin about this a little bit later on. Other things that we'll probably be talking to Justin uh, Kendall about. Modern Times has uh, furloughed employees at five of its seven tap rooms. Uh, this was in an email from uh, uh, that they wrote to Brewbound last Thursday night, uh, the Thursday before last. Um, they uh, and Now, obviously, a lot of their breweries were affected. Two in San Diego, the Loma Land Fermentorium in the Point Loma section, the Flavor Dome, in the city's North Park neighborhood, which I've been to before, great little uh, Modern Times uh, kind of satellite location. Uh, they've also closed one in Encinitas, one in Los Angeles, and one in Santa Barbara as well. Uh, obviously, uh, the situation in California is getting worse. They've rolled back reopening phases in 22 counties, including San Diego, Los Angeles, and Santa Barbara. Those counties were affected Modern Times locations were due to increasing cases of COVID-19, so they had to shut down. On-premise dining was shut down, takeout only. Um, a lot of these places have to shut down. This is not good. So to support furloughed staff, Modern Times has added a tipping feature to its online store. 100% of all tips collected to be split among affected employees. So if you can help out, that's great. Um, but again, because of the situation is worsening in California, a lot of these places have uh, have uh, had to close up shop. Modern Times 
was one of at least 15 breweries to receive a payment uh, protection a program loan from the U.S. Small Business Administration between two and five million dollars. The loan was approved on April fifth. Uh, they had to they needed to retain or rehire all employees by June thirtieth in order to keep the money and not have to pay it back as a loan. Um, Modern Times would have had to have spent that loan by late May. Uh, changes were made to the PPP in early June that allowed businesses twenty four weeks to spend their loans and relax the rehiring requirement. Uh, we don't know if Modern Times uh, what tried to get. Another PPP. I don't know if you could get another PPP. I think you could only get it once, but I should uh, check into that. Three breweries in Anheuser-Busch InBev's Brewers Collective uh, temporarily closed their tap rooms after employees tested positive for COVID-19. In Asheville, North Carolina, Wicked Weed Brewing closed its Funkatorium on July 6th after an employee tested positive. Uh, in Ohio, Platform Beer, we talked about this, shuttered its tap rooms in Cleveland and Columbus on July 5th after an employee tested positive, And on July 3rd, uh, Houston, Texas-based Carbach Brewing announced it closed its restaurant and patio following an employee tested positive. All closures voluntary. None of the breweries have reopened, according to their social media pages. And I think this is, you know, unfortunately, this is something I think we're going to see uh, as the months go on. I think a number of these states, Texas, Florida um, included, have opened too early. And now you're getting these infections again, and now you're having to roll back and close. I know that but people may not agree with this. I think New York and New Jersey have done it the right way. Um, I know that's no you know, small solace to small businesses, but I think that the what they have done, I think, will prevent a bigger outbreak. We're going to see cases in New York and New Jersey. I don't think we're going to see it as widespread as we've seen it in these other places around the country that opened uh, earlier. Sierra Nevada plans to keep its tap rooms, gift shops, and brewery tours closed for the foreseeable future. They wrote on Facebook, uh, we had hoped and planned to reopen this month. Couldn't wait to finally have a beer together. Over these past few weeks, we've seen cases of COVID-19 take a turn for the worst nationwide. While we would love to have you over, it wouldn't be the right thing to do. Sierra Nevada, of course, operates two breweries, one in Chico, California, their main uh, location, and Fletcher, North Carolina. So they are not opening for the foreseeable future. Looks like they are going to not reopen until sometime in October. Uh, Boca Raton, Florida-based Mad Robot Brewing announced it was shutting down on July 6th. Uh, Co-founder Alan Speen wrote on the brewery's Facebook page, it's with a heavy heart that I have to announce we're closing our doors for good. On behalf of the Robot family, I want to thank every person who ever bought a beer from us for their support. Thank you to the home brewers who would always bring their beers for me and Scott to sample. We were a place where customers became friends and friends became extended family. They were founded back in June of 2018 by Speen and Ryan Sense, who co-founded Funky Buddha. Uh, back in 2010, sold that company to Constellation Brands in 2017. Med Robot had occupied a former Funky Buddha location. Uh, so uh, that's a shame that Med Robot is closed. Uh, but again, in these times, not surprising, uh, and especially in Florida, a lot of cases of COVID, can't have people in. Uh, if you're a business that relies on those taproom sales, it's going to be very difficult for you to stay open. And uh, Jake Maddox is... Um, Acclaimed restaurant and brewery in Austin, Texas, the Brewer's Table, has closed permanently. Uh, This, uh, according to Eater, um, Jake Maddox says, I wish I had some positive news, but with everything accelerating with the pandemic, I don't see any way to reopen ever. PPP money was used, but without new money coming in, it's impossible to make the equation work. He plans to transform the space into a new drinking and dining establishment when the current business climate improves. So uh, that's a shame. Uh, I had heard about uh, the Brewer's Table um, uh, you know, a fascinating place of mixing a beer, pairing a beer with foods and other things of that nature. So it's a shame that that business is closing. And 
To be honest with you, folks, I think that is likely going to be the case with a lot of these businesses as we move forward. Those that can survive will and those that can't are going to close because of this. You've got to adapt to the changing landscape. Plus, in Texas, uh, they're they're having issues. We can get into this later on because we need to take a break. Um, They are having issues with trying to uh, deliver beer um, you know, off-premise, they're not allowed to do that. They should be allowed to do that. It's been working in New York and New Jersey. It's given a lifeline to some of these breweries. The, the same thing should happen uh, in Texas and in some other states that are not allowing it to happen. Now, when we come back after a short break, more news and notes. We'll have an update on the home brewing contest uh, that's taking place at Source Brewery. We had our second round this week, the uh, Sweet 16. Uh, we'll give you the uh, results on that and a lot more coming up next on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Dan Proft explains the left's victim mentality. If you've been identified as a victim class because you don't have as much as somebody else, then you're a victim uh, who has been oppressed wrongly by people who are privileged, who've got their privilege through no accomplishment of their own. Thus, we need to take from the privileged to give to you so as to remediate this unfair imbalance. The Dan Proft Show, weeknights at 9 on AM 970, The Answer. If you've fallen behind in your credit card payments during the shutdown, you're probably feeling some added pressures. And even a brief history of late payments can lead to a big drop in your credit score. But you don't have to solve these problems alone. Trinity Debt Management can help. We'll work with your creditors, put a stop to late fees and other penalties, and make a plan that helps you get caught up. We'll also consolidate your bills into one easy-to-manage monthly payment and negotiate much lower interest rates. Not only will you find immediate relief, you'll save thousands. And don't worry, it's not a loan. It's a smart way to get back on track. All you have to do is give Trinity a quick call, and we'll take care of the rest. Right now, no one really knows what the future will bring. But one thing is for sure. If your debt has you down, we should talk. Here's the number. Call one 800 793-8548. That's 1-800-793-8548. Hey! 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 My dad is bringing home the best birthday cake ever! It was my fifth birthday, and my dad was bringing home the cake. Should have been here a half hour ago. The cake never made it, and neither did my dad. That was the day a drunk driver killed my dad. Daddy? Impaired drivers take lives. Think. Sponsored by the New York State Governor's Traffic Safety Committee, aired in cooperation with the New York State Broadcasters Association. Hey, I'm not going to lie here, folks. We've all been through a tough time these last few months, and the simple pleasures in life are not so easy to come by these days. But you know what's one thing that can make being stuck at home a little bit better? It's having a delicious beer from Source Farmhouse Brewery. You've heard me talk about the Source First Annual Pro-Am Homebrew Competition. That's running all through this month of July, but you can still order yourself a great beer for pickup or delivery in New Jersey. They create handcrafted farm-to-glass ales and lagers brewed on-site in true farmhouse brewery tradition. And let me tell you, they've now opened up their outdoor areas for reserved seating so you can enjoy a beer on beautiful farmland in Colts Neck, New Jersey. Just head over to beerbroadcast.com, sign up, pick your two-hour window, and you're done. It's that simple. I can personally attest to the quality of their product. They're what separates a good beer from a life-changing beer. To order beers from Source on Fridays or to reserve a spot in their beer garden outside or on their outdoor rooftop deck, check out beerbroadcast.com and sign up. It's super easy. And to learn more about the story of Source, go to sourcebrewing.com. 
Take AM 970 The Answer anywhere you go with our mobile app. Get in on iTunes, Google Play, or listen on TuneIn, iHeart, Alexa, or Radio.com. That's right. It was this week, 1985, Live Aid. Bob Geldorf, big music promoter, had put together a all-star list of bands. You had Queen. You had the reuniting of Led Zeppelin for the first time in, in probably five or six years at that point after they had broken up in 1980 because uh, uh, John Bonham had passed away. Uh, Judas Priest. You had Hall & Oates. You had Phil Collins. You had all of these great bands, Dire Straits. All getting together on two continents. One at Wembley Stadium. Queen was a part of that. Then you had um, uh, the other artists like Judas Priest and and uh, and others in uh, Philadelphia at JFK Stadium performing on the sta- same day. Hours long. MTV on the map. Joe Piscopo had talked about it earlier this week about how he was there in Philly to introduce artists. Uh, he introduced. He ended up introducing Neil Young. Amazing, amazing show. That uh, from Queen and Freddie Mercury, just a fantastic performance. As we're back here on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. We've got a lot of news to get to, so let's dive right into it. Heavy Seas Beer, excited to announce the next release from its 15-barrel brew house, Be More uh, More Snowball Egg Custard and Be More Snowball uh, Skylight. It's their tribute to hot summer days in Baltimore. Um, An egg custard and a skylight snowball are two Baltimore staples. Uh, These beers are their playful take on the Baltimore Street Corner staple, the duo, available in four packs of 16-ounce cans during a curbside can release that takes place next week from July 24th through the 26th. Um, the Be More Snowball label artwork designed by local Baltimore artist Chris Gipple of Night Shift Creative. They, he also designed, uh, designed Heavy Seas 24th anniversary beer label this past December. All the Taproom exclusive beer labels will be designed by Chris in 2020. Looking forward to trying both of those. Heavy Seas is going to be sending me some samples uh, of those beers, so I'm looking forward to trying that. Uh, that should be a lot of fun. A couple of big news notes uh, out of... California. Obviously, the shutdown of bars and restaurants in California again has also affected breweries. A lot of breweries have had to shut down again uh, and do, you know, curb only sales. I don't think they're doing, I'm not sure if they're doing delivery or not. So this is a big deal. So uh, what a couple of San Diego brewers have done, they collabed on a beer. Stone, Pete Support, Ale Smith, a couple of others put together a United Double IPA release. Uh, Got the uh, blurb from Stone. Uh, This is a number of different breweries have gotten together to put a double IPA together. 
Um, and the the proceeds from this beer will benefit the San Diego Brewers Guild. You can go over to the San Diego Brewers Guild website. You can donate money. You can buy T-shirts. You can give a donation. They have a, a, an ability you can uh, make a donation so that it will directly go to people that are working in the brewery industry in San Diego uh, via the Brewers Guild. Uh, so this is really cool. The, um, the beer is out already. Uh, Stone has it at their, so- uh, their Southern California Tap Rooms and Bistros. Uh, that was uh, as of last week. But again, if you go to the uh, San Diego Brewers Guild beer store, you can get you can pick up a T-shirt. You can donate money, uh, however you want to do it, which is great. Uh, spoke with um, Stone's uh, head of PR, Lizzie, uh, who said that she's going to try and get me a can of this beer because obviously it's not being distributed nationwide. It's only in Southern California, only down in San Diego. So if you can get it, you're going to be supporting brewers directly in San Diego, which is very, very cool. Now, speaking of Stone Brewing, the nation's ninth largest independent craft brewery has announced this past week that its nationwide mishap of upside-down labels is not a mistake. In a bold campaign that extends far beyond the advertisements, Stone turned production on its head, deliberately applying labels upside-down to reinforce its message that the brewery will leave no stone unturned. And on their Instagram page, uh, Stone co-owner Greg Cook had this to say about it. Hi, Greg Cook here, co-founder of the Stone Brewing Company. You know, I've been getting a lot of questions about this lately. No, it's not some kind of monumental mistake. As a matter of fact, it's a physical manifestation of our most deeply held belief. You see, we never stop pursuing perfection and greatness. We were one of the first breweries to bring forward the IPA style, and most people didn't even want it. They didn't even like it. Heck, We'll even go to the heart of Germany and open a brewery in Berlin and risk failure. The bottom line is, in our pursuit of perfection in brewing, we will leave no stone unturned. You know, this is the first time in our history that we've ever had an advertising campaign. No, we haven't been hacked. We certainly haven't sold out. Sarah's having a little challenge making a homemade pizzas. It's a cool, very simple message that says, look, we like pursuing our craft. We do it with great passion. We've been doing it for a long time and we feel like we're nowhere close to being done. So I'd like to thank you for joining us on this journey. And I hope you will also leave no stone unturned in your own personal adventures. And I'm glad that you're here with us on ours. That's pretty cool. I mean, you know, I, I get what he's trying to do. And Stone makes some fantastic beers. I mean, they make a classic West Coast IPA. They've just re-released uh, one of their triple IPAs that is just super bitter and hoppy. And it's what people want when you want a classic IPA. So I get what he's trying to do. Uh, I think it's kind of fun. It's kind of unique. It's kind of a, a play on, on things. So I, I, I kudos to them for doing that. Will it result in bigger sales? I don't know. I know people were kind of caught off guard and thought it was you know just a um, you know a mishap, but clearly it's not. So we'll see what happens. So uh, uh, the folks from Stone are going to send me a couple of those upside down labels uh, of beers. They're sending out a press kit later in the month. So once uh, they do that, I'll get some pictures and get them up on social media for you, so you can take a look at that. Speaking of breweries and locally in New Jersey, Source Brewing is now open again. 
for outdoor beer service. Their beer garden is open. Just go over to beerbroadcast.com. You have to make a reservation to set up your time. It's a two-hour window. You basically get 90 minutes to drink and then about a 30-minute wrap-up, clean-up, and move on so that other people can go in. Uh, They're doing it, I believe it is Thursday through Sunday, they're doing the uh, beer garden opening. Uh, The other days will be for takeouts. I think uh, Mondays they'll be closed uh, because they obviously they're, you know, part of the brewery is a production brewery. They've got to make beer. But you can go over to beerbroadcast.com. You can set up your uh, reservation time. And do me a favor. They're not charging you for this. If you set up your reservation time, be there. Make sure you're there. Or at least cancel so they can open up that reservation slot for somebody else. Don't just show up because you're probably not going to get a table. But if you make a reservation, they will certainly uh, be able to accommodate you. So that's really cool. And good news from the folks from Source. Of course, portions of the program here sponsored by Source. Get your beer directly from the Source. Route 34 in Colts Neck, New Jersey, right next to the great delicious orchards. Johnny Walker uh, will be using paper bottles in 2021. Who knew that sipping whiskey would be good for the environment? In 2021, beverage company Diego says Johnny Walker will be sold in paper-based bottles. The company which owns the label says the bottle will be produced from wood that has a high sustainability rate. Diego says the new bottle, along with other alternative beverage distributing practices, will benefit the company's plan to meet the United Nations sustainability goals. Last year, the company switched out plastic rings for cardboard packaging on Guinness cans. Kudos to them. Uh, A brewery that I am not familiar with, but I want to get to know more about because my grandmother and grandfather used to live in Hawley, Pennsylvania, and we used to spend summers there. Wallen Pack Brewing Company is releasing a low-calorie IPA. So Smallmouth IPA, which is named after uh, smallmouth bass, which are often found in clearer waters, including streams, rivers, and sandy bottoms of lakes and reservoirs. Smallmouth IPA is the latest addition to the Wallpack Brewing... Uh, Wallen pa- excuse me. Figures I get it wrong. Wallen Pack Brewing Company's lineup. It's a 4.4% ABV. It's 102 calories per 12-ounce serving. So they're going uh, for sort of the dogfish head locale IPA kind of model. The... Um, the new can features a new look for the three-year-old brewery, illustrated with exceptional detail by local artist Jen Borer of Hoot Design Studio in York, Pennsylvania. Uh, Becky Ryman, who is the owner of Wall and Pawpack Brewing Company, says, We spent a lot of time listening to our customers about the types of beers they'd most like us to brew. We're thrilled to offer this latest option to them. More importantly, we had to get the liquid right, and I'm thrilled with the outcome, which I know our customers will love. That's very cool. They are located at 73 Wellwood Avenue in Hawley, Pennsylvania. I loved Hawley, Pennsylvania as a kid. Uh, going there to visit my grandparents. Uh, I am excited. I think my wife and I are going to have to take a ride over there uh, to check that out. It's certainly a day trip uh, that we can do. Uh, Cape May Brewing Company uh, has collabed with Washington, D.C.-based brewery D.C. Brow on Rosé de Goza, Goza, which is a rosé wine-inspired Goza with strawberry and peach juices. This is the uh, first result. uh, Let's see. This is the second time that they have collabed with the brewery. They had to do it from a distance, of course, because of COVID-19 restrictions. But the beer is out now. It is available at D.C. Brow and at the Cape May Brewing Company as well. D.C. Brown will be distributing cans to limited markets near Washington, D.C. Cape May Brewing's version will only be available in their tasting room and boutique. So that's uh, pretty good news uh, from Cape May Brewing. So if you're down there, a little vacation, you can stop into the tasting room. It's a great little place. Obviously, the tasting room is outdoors because of the COVID-19 restrictions. When we come back after a short break, Justin Kendall from Brewbound will join me. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. News, opinion, passion. This is AM 970, The Answer. 
It's clear in 84 degrees. What's going on? We have the answer. President Trump is unsure whether he'll accept the results of the November election. On Fox News Today, Trump said that he won't say yes or no on whether he'll accept the verdict. He claimed that the election will be rigged by mail-in voting. He said in general he's not a good loser. Florida hospitals are running out of room in intensive care units as coronavirus cases soar. Dozens of hospitals in the Sunshine State have no more room in their ICUs. Five hospitals in Broward County are among those that have run out of room in their ICUs. The county reported around 10,000 new cases in the past week alone. In sports, Kevin Harvick and Denny Hamlin look to continue their success when they race at Texas Motor Speedway. Harvick and Hamlin are tied for the NASCAR Cup Series lead with four wins each this season. And they've both won three times at Texas while also combining to win four of the last five cup races there. As we look at traffic inbound GWB, earlier delays have eased on the upper and lower. It looks like the outbound George also in good shape. Holland Tunnel, no reported delays inbound or outbound. Looks like Lincoln Tunnel is also in pretty good shape at this point. Reminding you that alternate side parking rules will resume Monday, July 20th, and your meter rules also remain in effect. Looking at your weather for tonight, mostly clear skies, lows of around 79 degrees. Then tomorrow, we'll see a 20% chance of showers and thunderstorms, but that's after about 1 p.m. Otherwise, mostly sunny with a high near 95. Tuesday, it'll be mostly sunny with a high near 91. Now you know what's going on. I'm Amy Salerno at AM970, The Answer. Are you craving delicious Italian food? Well, let me tell you something. I have the place for you. It's Michael's of Brooklyn, and they're open. And I mean open. You can actually go there and have a meal. Now, look, they have an outdoor area set up in their parking lot for diners by reservation only, following all the CDC guidelines to ensure the safety and health of their patrons and employees. Now, you've heard me in the past talk about our good friends over at Michael's of Brooklyn. They're right over on Avenue R in Nostrand. They've been in business since 1964. Family-owned and operated, and I can personally attest, believe me, I'm looking at my stomach right now, to the authenticity in every one of their recipes. And boy, I am hungry right now. Everything is made completely from scratch. Even the sauce they sell in grocery stores nationwide is made right there at Michael's of Brooklyn. Their puttanesca, marinara, tomato and basil, it's all fresh, delicious, and the absolute best around. Their delicious, authentic sauces are available online and in stores, but now... You can head back to Michael's for that homemade Italian cooking just like Mama used to make. Call 718-998-7851 to make a reservation today. That's 718-998-7851. Michael's of Brooklyn, serving the community since 1964. Listen to us anywhere. TuneIn.com, iHeartRadio.com. Get the app at am970theanswer.com. Welcome back to the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer you can follow me very easily on Twitter at Al Gattulo, Instagram at Gattulo, G A T U L O, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast. Uh, of course, Google Play and iTunes. You just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. We're Alexa ready as well. We're also available on radio.com, uh, iHeartRadio, and of course, 
On Monday mornings, if you head over to, to the Hopped Up Network, you can listen to the podcast version of this particular show uh, before 6 a.m. I usually put it up there, and you can listen to a plethora of other shows related to beer whenever you want. Now, my next guest, he's one of the editors, or as he calls it, the editor of a great publication that I use a lot for beer news, and they always do a fair and balanced job, sorry, Fox News, of covering the story because they give you the facts and of what you need. Brewbound.com is the website for more information. Let me welcome to the show for the first time, Justin Kendall. Justin, how are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. That's, uh, that's quite the introduction. <laughs> it only gets better from there, my friend. Let's start off with the big boys. AB InBev gave an offer and compromise to the TTB for $5 million. This has to do in part with sports sponsorships, but as I understand it also with bars as well? This, that, this is primarily, I think, to do with the sports sponsorships. Uh, within the... They, you know, you, you get a sponsorship, you get a lot of placements. And the, the issue here is that that came at the expense of a lot of other beer companies. Like, they couldn't get their beer into these establishments. Okay, so uh, so in other words, like a lot of these beers, through, though, like, uh, like you know, Pinstripe Pilsner from Blue, uh, Blue Point, Carbock did one with the Houston Astros, Goose Island was doing one, I think, with... Uh, was it the Cubs or the White Sox? I don't remember. So it, it, this is essentially what they're, what the TTB is saying. Um, you're really not doing this in, in, in full transparency. People don't realize that Pinstripe Pilsner, even though it says Blue Point, is actually owned by AB InBev. I, I believe this was more so like the major sponsorships that they would get with, uh, I, I guess they really honed in on Colorado and in particular, Denver, um, at Littleton, Colorado, and Denver, they suspended the the uh, licenses for a couple of wholesalers there related to this. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a major, major fine. This is a big deal. This is uh, the largest offering compromise that the Alcohol and Tobacco Tax and Trade Bureau has ever received right. from any brewer. Uh, last year, uh, they got a $2.5 million fine from Heineken over... Uh, trade practice violations related to, I believe it was a brew lock system. So this is like a tap system. But right. ABs just, they, they run through all this, you know. It, it has to do with these sports and entertainment um, concessions that are within these venues. So basically, AB would allegedly, you know, with their sponsorship, they would not allow other, you know, small independent craft breweries or even like larger breweries such as Molson Coors to to have placements within these, you know, I, I guess that's sort of the unstated terms of these deals. Right. So essentially creating a monopoly inside, you know, a sports arena or whatever that would just have their beer and, and no other choice. So the a $5 million uh, offer and compromise, what's to stop AB from doing this again a few years down the road? Uh, <laughs> I guess the threat of another fine would be, you know, the threat. Although I'm sure five million dollars is a, a drop in the bucket for an organization. As I mean, they are the world's largest beer company. But the TTB has said that they're they're satisfied with this because AB comp, uh, cooperated with the investigation, and they've uh, instituted some ethics and compliance measures as well right. uh, to meet compliance. So. You know, the TTB has really upped its uh, investig- 
allegations and, and its enforcement of trade practice violations. So they're, they're out there and they're looking. And we're talking with Justin Kendall. He's, an, uh, he's the editor at Brewbound, a wonderful resource for folks like me who are looking for beer news. Brewbound.com is the website for more information as we're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. So the Brewers Association uh, has taken a huge hit, laying off a lot of people like Julia Hers. Can they recover, Justin? It's going to be tough for them. I've had to say stabilized, but without events, which make up about 60% of their revenue, this is a major hit. So there's not going to be a great American beer festival in person this year, and that's a lot of revenue for the BA. And they've, they've had basically all their entire uh, event slate for 2020 has been wiped out. Right. And and they I know they shifted to um, a kind of an online kind of experience where you could pay money and, and get – uh, some beers may be shipped to you or whatever, but obviously that's not going to make up uh, what they get in a lot of these big events that they do every year. That's that's the majority of their money, right? Right. And uh, Brewers Association President and CEO Bob Pease has said that they went from basically a $30 million trade organization to a $10 million one, and they plan on losing about $5 million this year. So wow. that's a major, major hit. So they're, you've got to think that they they're hoping that events return in 2021. Right. Uh, let's move over to the PPP. Obviously, some breweries received uh, PPP loans, a number of them, but they still had to furlough workers like Modern Times, uh, had to furlough a lot of its staff uh, due to the uh, the restrictions now being placed uh, back out in California again. Has anyone else uh, around the brewing world had to do that even after they received a PPP loan? Uh, a lot. Like, it's you can almost think of a brewing company, and they've probably had to furlough or lay off some workers. Uh, I, I think there are a lot of there are a few exceptions out there that have been able to retain their staff, but this is this has been a major, major COVID shutting down uh, the on premise has been a major, major hit for craft breweries. Yeah. It, it's it's uh, I think it's about forty percent of the volume flows through the on premise. Right. So that's a that's a lot of losses for these small and independent companies. Hundred percent, because we see it here in New York and New Jersey, and a lot of guys having to shift to that, you know, online sales or get up a you know a canning machine. Some of them were having canning machines put in before the pandemic hit, and it kind of helped them. And uh, other businesses, one of them that comes to mind, a local brewery in New Jersey, Bolero Snort, they had just opened uh, their facility, and so they weren't really relying on taproom sales. But they lost a lot of their tap beer business overnight with bars and stuff. So having to shift to uh, mostly canning has helped them to stay afloat. Uh, but obviously, the shutdowns are going to affect um, you know a majority of brewers around the nation. We're talking with Justin Kendall. He's an editor at Brewbound, or the editor as he likes to call himself, which I like that. A wonderful resource for folks like me who are looking for beer news. Just go over to uh, Brewbound.com. That's the website for more information. As we're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM nine seventy, the answer. Jason Yester sold Trinity Brewing, and in a statement. Uh, that was published was upset that hazy IPAs, pastry stouts, fruited beers had become the norm in the beer world, which kind of soured him, pardon the pun, uh, on the business. Is there truth to that statement, Justin? The uh, hazy IPAs have taken over? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that if you look at what's popular as far as craft brewing, hazy IPAs are, are driving a lot of that growth that Sierra Nevada's hazy little thing, which 
is probably the the largest mass produced representative of the style is right. one of the the top growth brands out there. That's that is true, uh, and you know, and I, I do get it. You know, the people I, I think. Maybe from Jason's standpoint, you know, there are a lot of brewers out there that are trying to make approachable beers to get people other than the hardcore people like myself and others that are out there that love the bitter uh, bite of a, of a West Coast IPA to try to get them in to get business. And it, and it does make sense to some extent because you are in this business to make money. It's not so much to, you know, I'm only going to brew the beers that I like. You also have to see what uh, the people that are coming in and get feedback from them. Uh, whether or not you know that's a particular style they like, or they're looking for something else and kind of go with the trends to help you make a little bit of money. But uh, Justin, last question for me: with states shutting down again because of COVID, and we're seeing this now in California and in other places uh, down south, what is the likelihood, in your opinion, that we could see a lot more breweries close permanently than the group that we've seen so far that have closed down? Well, you mentioned the Paycheck Protection Program money. Uh, a little earlier in the interview, and that has been a lifeline for a lot of breweries. And earlier in April, when the Brewers Association did a survey of members to see who who might close or who was vulnerable, I think it was about 60% of breweries thought that they'd only last about three months at that time. And that was before this PPP money came in. So that's been a lifeline. But as we go through the, the rest of the year, there's no vaccine these states that have reopened fairly quickly are now closing up again. Uh, it's going to be a, a slog for a lot of people. And I, I've said that there's a lot of hidden damage out there uh, at, at these companies. And I think that we're going to see a trickle. It's not going to be like a, a rush of like closures, but I think in the next 6, 12, 18 months, that's, it's, it's going to be a trickle of slow closures. Um, you know, like, it was just 15 days ago that July 1st happened, and that, that's another rent day, you know. Right. And you got to figure that some of these companies are, are struggling with rent payments, and right. that's going to be a major, major factor. That's true because the landlords, a lot of them obviously are not giving them relief because they have bills to pay as well. And if you're not open and in business, and this is not just for breweries, but any type of small business, if you're not paying the rent, that's going to be a major problem. And if you can't generate income to pay that rent, of course, that's going to be you know a, a, an effect that's going to continue to snowball uh, over and over from month to month to month. My guest has been Justin Kendall. He's, an ed- he's the editor at Brewbound, a wonderful resource for folks like me who look for beer news on a, on a daily and weekly basis. Brewbound.com is the website for more information. There's tons of stuff on there. You've got to check it out. Uh, Justin, thanks so much for joining me tonight. Very much appreciate it. I appreciate the time. Thanks for having me, man. You got it. Up next, it's time for Suds and Duds. Plus, we're going to have a little update on the Source Brewing Home Brewing Competition. We've gotten it down to the Elite Eight. We had the Sweet 16 this past week. I'll give you the details on that and so much more coming up next on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. You're listening to Al Gattulo's Craft Beer Cast, sponsored in part by Source Farmhouse Brewery. Get your handcrafted beer from none other than The Source. Want more AM970 The Answer? Take us on the go with our Listen Live feature at am970theanswer.com or download our AM970 The Answer app today. Just go to the iPhone App Store or Google Play Store and search AM970 The Answer. Many public and private colleges and universities are planning for a virtual fall semester, yet still charging on-campus tuition rates. New Jersey's community colleges offer the same rigorous coursework as four-year colleges and universities for just a fraction of the cost. 
community college graduates are also better prepared to complete their four-year degrees. Dozens of studies have shown that students transferring from a community college outperform their university counterparts. New Jersey's community colleges are also great places to prepare for a new career. You can enroll in a wide range of certificate and degree programs to help you achieve your career and personal goals. Register now for the fall semester. To learn more, visit njea.org slash higher ed. This message is sponsored by the New Jersey Education Association, the New Jersey Broadcasters Association, and this station. I'm Craig Carpenito, the U.S. Attorney for the District of New Jersey. The Department of Justice wants you to know that if you have been sexually harassed by a landlord or property manager, a loan officer or housing official, a maintenance worker or security guard, you can do something about it. Contact us at 844-380-6178 or email fairhousing at usdoj.gov. You have fair housing rights under the law. Call 844-380-6178. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or radio.com. Segment of the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast right here on AM 970. The answer, the boys from Birmingham. Judas Priest, uh, back 35 years ago this week, they were at Live Aid at JFK Stadium in Philadelphia doing Living After Midnight. Uh, They did a couple songs. I think it was, if I recall correctly, it was three songs. They came out early. Uh, in the performance, and uh, what a, a, like I said earlier in the show, what an amazing job by Bob Geldorf to put all of these different acts together uh, to get them to raise awareness and, of course, raise money uh, for famine relief uh, in Africa. Just, just amazing, uh, an amazing group of artists on both sides of the ocean at Wembley uh, and at JFK uh, Stadium in Philadelphia. It's just amazing, and it was amazing. Uh, that Judas Priest was a part of it. I was so excited when uh, you know that they were going to come out. This was on the heels of Defenders of the Faith. Turbo hadn't come out yet. It was still uh, a couple months away there uh, before coming out. Priest in their classic leather. It was like 90-something degrees that day. And there they are in their leather uh, doing their thing. Uh, as usual, our final segment of the show uh, is, of course, um, suds and duds. But wanted to mention um, a few of the things about the Source Homebrewing Competition uh, that we have going on, and of course, portions of the program brought, brought to you by Source uh, Brewing. Uh, you can check out Source down off of uh, Route 34 in uh, Coltsneck, New Jersey. They are open now for outdoor um, service. Uh, go to beerbroadcast.com. You can select your time. I believe they're doing it Thursday through Sundays. There are two sessions. It's a two-hour session, but it's really 90 minutes of drinking, and then the last 30 minutes is kind of wrapping up, paying your bill, uh, so they can clean off the table and get it, the next group uh, in at a re- in a reasonable amount of time. Don't just show up there and hope that you're going to get a spot. 
you're better off doing a reservation. It's very easy to sign up at beerbroadcast.com. It's also free to sign up, and you can also get releases from Source Brewing uh, on Fridays right at 9 a.m. They will release their beers for the weekend, and they sell out within moments. So you got to be on top of that. But couple of different beers uh, that that didn't move on in our competition. We've posted the brackets uh, on our social media pages, both myself, the AM970, the Answer Instagram uh, account, and, of course, uh, my uh, Sources Instagram account, as well as my Facebook page and Instagram account, which is Gatulo uh, on Instagram if you want to follow me. Uh, there were a couple of beers that didn't make it to the next round, and I know that we're, everybody's always looking for some feedback. Um but I'll give you a couple. Uh, Robert uh, Katowski, his beer didn't make it to the next round, uh, was beaten out by Roger Wells' Irish Red. Um, decent amount of vanilla in Robert's beer, but it needed more strawberry, uh, as we were noting. Um, we had uh, uh, Tony Romano's uh, Goza, which moved on to the next round, uh, went up against uh, Jesse Ellison's Saison. Uh, the Saison felt a little flat when we were drinking it. It had the right aromas, but felt a little flat when we were drinking it. Uh, same thing with Greg's uh, Brett Saison, Greg Smith, who went up against Patrick Smith, whose Kolsch was excellent. Um, but Greg's Bre- Brett Saison flat um, sort of, uh, you know, just didn't didn't really hit the notes that we were looking for. There was uh, kind of no funk to that Brett Saison. Um, what else? Let's see. Uh, Dan and Katrina's uh, beers. Dan Cooper and Katrina Edwards. Katrina happened to be the only female uh, in the competition, Katrina's moved on, and and it's interesting. They both did peach uh, in their beers. Dan's was a little bit more artificial than Katrina's because he was using Delmonico uh, peaches, and I, I, I we all kind of understood where he was going, but it had that corn syrupy, you know, artificial taste to it when you're drinking it. Whereas Katrina's reminded us of the old sour candies. Uh, the peach ring sour candies, and you kind of got that in the aroma, and then you got that in the taste of the beer. Uh, Thomas's Imperial Stout, um, that was uh, Thomas Hample, um, excellent stout in terms of the appearance of it. It kind of poured out like motor oil. Um, we all felt a little too much cinnamon. The vanilla and the coconut were kind of missing uh, and kind of lost with all the cinnamon. So a couple of different uh, critiques and takes. We weren't really writing notes for all of them. Um, there were some easy ones where we were able to pick who was going to move on and who wasn't, and then there were some tougher ones. Next week is going to be even tougher uh, because we've got some good beers that are going head-to-head with one another. Um, that may or may not be a problem, so we'll find out. Next week will be the Elite Eight, and then we'll get down to the Final Four uh, after that, and then, of course, we will have our championship round. Let's dive into Suds and Duds. Well, the guys from Twin Elephant and Gals are doing an amazing job with their beer. So they came out with... Uh, a release last week called Foggiest Notion. Uh, But they also still had cans of Toys in the Attic, which I had missed the last time around a couple weeks ago. So I was able to pick up both, which was great. The can art on Toys in the Attic is fantastic. I love it. It's very kind of old schoolish. Reminds me of, it reminds me of like a Styx album cover, you know, sort of journey, um, Sort of along those lines, but let me tell you something. The beer, oh, nice hop, smooth on the finish, juicy, fantastic. Uh, this is a great beer. I should have gotten it the last time around. Disappointed that I didn't, but I'm glad I was able to pick it up this time around. Now, Foggiest Notion, um, this is another uh, IPA. 
with a lemon with lemon in it, and I did like the lemon in this one. It gave it, it gave it a real nice bite to it. The lactose is very subtle. Another winner from the guys at Twin Elephant, but this lemon didn't feel overly, um, overly oppressive. Like it was there, you tasted it, and then it kind of backed off a little bit, which was nice, and that I enjoyed. Uh, in that particular beer. So kudos from the folks at Twin Elephant. They're doing such great work over there, much like the folks from Source, uh, which uh, their two beers came out last week, Orange Tangy, and this is a um, a creamsicle ale, um, which, honestly, as I wrote in my notes on Untapped, and you can follow me on Untapped uh, at Gattulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, there are a lot of breweries that do tangerine in their beers, but it's very difficult to capture the taste of tangerine in a beer. They, a lot of them always seem to miss the mark. Like Stone does a tangerine, the Tangerine Express IPA. It's good, but it, to me, the tangerine is more orangey than it is actual tangerine. Tangerine is a much sweeter fruit than an orange. Um, so, I, you know, a, a lot of times it feels like in the process, and I don't know how, but I, in the process it feels like there's more of an orangey taste more of that citrus kind of acidic than I want that sweetness to the acidic. I don't know if that makes sense. But anyway, Source nailed it. The vanilla in there to make it creamy. The tangerine is present throughout, and and you can taste that it's tangerine. It doesn't taste like an orange. So great job out of the guys from Source. They just they nailed that one. Uh, had uh, an Icarus Brewing Imaginarium over at one of my favorite places to eat, Paragon Tap and Table. It's just a solid banging beer. Everything that Icarus does, it almost like whatever they touch turns to gold. Uh, Beach House Brewing has improved in recent years, uh, but this one, this fr- uh, Free World IPA that they had on tap at Paragon, I just wanted to try it. A decent IPA, nothing special. It's drinkable, uh, but nothing that really um, kind of blows me away and over the top. And the last couple of beers that I have had from Beach House have been very good. I know that I, I believe they've changed uh, brewers, and I, it's definitely reflective on uh, what they've done so far. But that one... Um, you know, really didn't blow me away. A brewery that has impressed me over the last several beers that I've had as we're doing our Suds and Duds segment here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer, Magnify. Extra guac uh, is is really good. It's juicy, it's smooth, and there's no acidic bite on the back end. A lot of Magnify's beers that I didn't like had that acidic burn, which to me felt like it wasn't cold-conditioned enough to get rid of that acid, and whatever they're doing now seems to have improved it because this was another really good beer, definitely something that I could go to again and again. And again, I, I, it's the thing that has turned me off about Magnify was that acidic burn on a lot of their beers, and I had a problem with that. And so I would steer clear of them, but the last couple that I've had from them doesn't have that bite in there. I would definitely go back to this one again. Uh, Positive Vibes, which is uh, the third part of Source's uh, artist series where they're spotlighting different artists. This one, of course, happens to do uh, to do with Bob Morley. Dank, smooth, nice aroma. Um, definitely has that kind of weed feel to it or weed smell to it, which is great. Uh, a delicious beer. Uh, very happy that I picked this one up. Uh, my neighbor had um, an experimental IPA from uh, New Belgium, the Voodoo Ranger Experimental IPA. Okay, nothing great. Um, he's one of those ones. He just wanted to give it a try. We we cracked open a can uh, over the weekend last weekend. It was okay. Had a fully juiced from uh, Wet Ticket. Always a solid beer. And then uh, to round it out, Paul Yanner's uh, Hefeweiss beer, 
this is this is an okay half. Uh, I, I would have liked a little bit more of that banana clove flavor in it. Uh, it is definitely drinkable, uh, but not something that I would go back to um, on a regular basis. Uh, it was a neighbor that had given it to me, and uh, we, you know, okay beer, nothing special. Uh, but folks, we're out of time. My thanks to everyone involved in the show, as well as my guest Justin Kendall from Brewbound. We will definitely have him back soon. And of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. Back Monday on the Joe Piscopo Show at six a.m. This has been the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast, and I am nine seventy. The answer. Cheers, everybody. <laughs>